Good morning, everyone, and thank you for tuning in today. If you need help keeping track, today is Thursday, March the 4th. And with us today, we are doing coffee with the mayor, and we have the Greensburg City Mayor, Mayor Josh Marsh. Good morning. How are you today? Good morning. I'm fine. I hope everyone in WRBI land is doing well and just a, a little bit over two days to go before the weekend. I know. It's exciting. Our first weekend in, in March is already almost here. And it looks like the weather's going to be okay. You'll get outside, do some yard work, to get start the spring cleaning expedition that everybody does each year. Absolutely. And it's the last weekend before time change. So this is the last weekend. You, can, you don't lose an hour this week. It's next week. And thank you for bringing that up. I know everyone loves that so much. Yes. It's, uh, I get so paranoid about it. I don't know why, um, but I do. I'm afraid I'm, I'll miss it. And it's I, a big deal, and, and you have to commit to so many things on Sunday morning uh, that if you miss it, well, you'll probably be okay, unless you've got a church appointment to get to. Yes. That's the good part about it. Yes. I figure the, the Lord it must be the most forgiving, and that's why they put it on Sunday. <laughs> so, I'm, sure, I'm sure that's why. <laughs> Oh, I just make stuff up to humor myself here. Can't tell. Uh, well, uh, it's been exciting having the meetings in a different location um, over in your temporary location. How are things going so far with City Hall Construction? We're doing well. It's been um, a little over a month now. We started mid-January and we had our building status meeting last Friday. We have them every other week to sort of go through the building, talk about what we're finding, what we see, changes we'd like to implement or um, items that we sort of are in disagreement as to what is supposed to happen. And one of those items is some demolition work we've been working on. Um, hopefully by our next meeting in April, we will be completely done with demolition and we'll be back to putting things together. It is coming along quite nicely, but when you have 33,000 square feet of building uh, to tackle at one time, it just takes a little while to get everything torn out and we want to be sure the things we are keeping are protected and, and in conditions that will be acceptable for us to go back to. But uh, it's a dirty mess. That's the part right at the moment. Lots of concrete blocks are uh, being removed in certain areas. But the good news is, is we're not doing any square foot additions or subtractions. So we don't have any major exterior construction to do, which means even though it's been cold, they've been able to make good progress and, and stay on schedule. Even with our discovery of some asbestos work that had to be done a building from 1955 we assumed that that would probably happen and uh, we've contracted with our contractor to get that taken care of and, and we've been off on a good pace with it so we're actually doing really well excellent well besides the i mean it wasn't really a surprise that the amount of asbestos maybe was a little of a surprise but besides that have there been any surprises in in the demo there's been a couple of things we have the original blueprints from 1955 when the building was built and then we have uh, from the 1970s when the addition was put on and some stuff work, work done in the 90s. We have all of those um, in our building planning office. So that's been helpful. But there are a few things in the walls that weren't on the plans. Um, interestingly enough, we found a couple roof drains um, that were original to the building. They just weren't listed anywhere. Um, we found some beams in the ceilings that were listed but not labeled uh, very well. So. We've uh, been making good progress through that, but most of the surprises I think are about done. Once you start tearing the walls apart um, where necessary, you, you find out those kinds of things. But another really interesting thing to the building, and we did know this, it's not really a surprise, is it was built, um, I think you could survive a, uh, 
hurricane in it. It is all concrete and brick walls. Every interior wall is. It's steel trust ceilings, uh, steel beams everywhere. So it is built well, um, which has served the community well in 1955 and still today. It is being remodeled to uh, help us facilitate, you know, services to the community and public service all these years later. So that's a compliment to the building, but it does make a renovation a little bit more challenging as it's a very tough building to remove or move a piece of. Yeah, I imagine with its originality being a school and them always telling us to just plop a book on our head if a tornado came, that uh, they had to build it pretty uh, pretty strong to, to keep the kiddos safe. Yeah, it is interesting. I, I never really thought about that before. But yeah, you know, you go in the bathroom uh, for the schools away from the windows and, and do that. And even that building wasn't built with communal bathrooms. Each classroom had its own bathroom, uh, which is a little bit different than South Decatur Elementary, where I went, which was a newer building. But uh, you know, it had the hallway bathrooms that were the tornado shelters, but makes sense now a little bit. Yeah, super interesting. I'm sure you're learning more than you ever imagined about building construction. That is true. And I am becoming uh, quite both the architect and engineer, um, which is turning out to uh, either drive our city engineer, Ron May, crazy or um, be of help, I guess. I, I ask a lot of questions. I'm always going to learn. And uh, it has definitely been an interesting project. This is something that is unique uh, for somebody who, for lack of better terms, was in their first year to start this project. It was already sort of in the works. We've just expanded it to make sure that it meets our needs currently and going forward, uh, hopefully for the next 20 years, which is what most of the mechanical's life expectancy is. Well, Mr. May is a man of mystery, so he would never let you know if he was annoyed by any means. So yeah, he always goes, well, that's an interesting thought. And I think that means you're wrong, but uh, he doesn't say it that way. So it's it's been a really good team. We've worked well uh, together, both him and I. Our contractor, CPM, has done a fantastic job of being really good boots on the ground, a partner for us. And we continue to work with DLZ, who's our architecture firm, on the more specifics of the project. Well, speaking of Mr. May, uh, at the Board of Works meeting, he presented the contract for approval for the next TCMG, the Community Crossings Matching Grant uh, work that you guys will be doing. Yeah, so that was for 2020-2 um, and was awarded to Dave O'Meara contracting for just about $207,000 worth of construction work or pavement work to be done later this year, um, hopefully by midsummer in the community that will help us uh, work on a lot of streets and of course we've heard a lot about ccmg community crossings matching grants over the years we try to take advantage of that the best we can and i think the award given out uh, last night or the agreement to the contract will really be a good impact in multiple neighborhoods across the city yeah um you know it's always great to see the improved roads it makes the city look better as a whole um curbs sidewalks all that good stuff so he, he also helped um, with a proposal that might be a potential future CCMG uh, proposal, and that was discussion on renovations to North Park. Exciting to hear that. It is, and it's something that I'm, I'm really excited about and, and passionate about doing as well. Historically, CCMG funds in Greensburg have been used for pavement, some curb work, and some curb ramp work. It is a larger program than that. We can work on drainage, uh, storm sewers, and sidewalks and curbs and pieces that are um, in existence and work to expand. So we have presented the council and been approved, or, or the Board of Works, excuse me, 
um, the idea of enlisting a engineering firm to help us work on a drainage system that includes uh, paved parking, curbs, sidewalks, and then streetlights as well, surrounding the North Park complex, which if you're not familiar with is sort of behind where Top's uh, home improvement is between there and the water plant on 4th Street. It's an area of the community that hasn't had a substantial investment in quite a while. And we believe that this project, which will probably end up being near $500,000 worth of investment in the area, will make North Park safer and a more user-friendly area of our community. So we're working to add parking, uh, paved parking and lines and, and curbs and sidewalks and lighting to all four sides, but mostly on Park Street, which is the west side, and 4th Street, which is the south side, and then a reconstruction of Carver Street to improve the curb, the drains, and the parking over there as well, and then some work along 6th Street. We've uh, taken great interest in this area to help uh, inspire people to work on properties, buy homes in the area, and, and just improve the park from a safety component, a public use component, and also an infrastructure piece. So we're very excited uh, to work on applying CCMG 2021-2, which would be probably awarded mid-summer, should we be awarded it by the state. And then we would hope to start construction on that this time next year. And with that, not only would you be making improvements to the park, but to the street area around it, right? It's mostly the infrastructure surrounding the park. Our goal at the moment is not to go, if you know the North Park area, there's a white fence that surrounds a portion of it, is not to advance into the park more than necessary. So we're not into updating, you know, concession stands or play equipment or installing items. It's mostly the infrastructure surrounding the park, uh, movies, parking, curbs, sidewalks, street lights. That way, the interior of the park is more usable, is safer for everyone. The only piece that would sort of go inside the park would be the intent to add water and wastewater stubs underneath all of the new infrastructure we're adding. So that if in the future we wanted to add a concession stand, a splash pad or something, we already have the utilities inside the park so that we don't have to cut up our brand new street parking lot, curb, sidewalk, or uh, street light components. So we're, we're planning for the future as well, but a lot of work will just be done on the perimeter all the way around. In, in recent years, the city's been doing um, what seems to be a su substantial amount of work in, in the park system. Um, and the park's being controlled by the county. Is there any buy-in from the county to potentially a help update as well? I have not spoken to them about that. The interesting component you pointed out is the park system is a county division. We have spoken to Bob Barker about the parks director about the North Park project. And he just expressed concern about making sure that youth football, which is uh, the primary use of North Park, is top of the priority. And I explained to him that we had no interest in changing inside the park. We just wanted to improve the infrastructure surrounding the park. North Park, the property itself, is actually owned by the city, um, but the parks department maintains it as a park, which is a county division. So in a sense, we've already worked together on that. We own it, they maintain it. We're going to invest in it. They'll continue to maintain it, um, which has been some of the investment out at Rebecca Park as well. That is county owned property with a county park inside city limits. 
the city and others have invested in items like the amphitheater and the splash pad and the dog park and all those items that have been community-centric projects that have happened out there. And then City Park, where the lake is, um, out by the fairgrounds, again, is city-owned property with county park maintenance. And um, I don't recall the latest investment out there. It's been a while. But yeah, I think we have a really good relationship with uh, the Parks Department on that, and we will continue to work with them. There hasn't been anything exactly for this project because I honestly think this is really a city project. It's on city property and city infrastructure. Yeah, well, as a kid that grew up playing at the North Park, I think it's very exciting to see improvements in the area, uh, learning how to play tennis. Now that's a parking lot. So um, it'll be exciting to see that. And I'm sure the youth football parents are excited to hear that there will be paved parking. There will be parking in the gravel or on street um, as much. So, um, yeah, any improvements to the park is a, a wonderful addition to the community and especially that neighborhood. Uh, you said it well. They haven't seen a lot of improvements in a while. Yeah, and I'm hopeful, you know, there's some larger, in addition to North Park, we're looking at 4th Street because of the water plant construction has really taken a beating from just the truck traffic and construction traffic. We intend to repave that as part of that same project and probably most of Carver Street as well, sort of the two main thoroughfares that connect North Park. To the rest of the city. So we are very, very excited about the investment in this neighborhood that maybe has been overlooked for a while, but but is just as important as any other in our community. And we're excited to start down the process of paying attention to stormwater management and drainage as we look at the creation of a stormwater utility um, over the next year to investigate what projects we need. We're always worried about drainage and backups and floods, and this is an important component to this project as well. We're going to take a short break, and when we return, we'll continue speaking with Mayor Josh Marsh. And we're back. If you've just tuned in, today is Coffee with the Mayor, and we are speaking with Greensburg Mayor Josh Marsh. Well, switching subjects here uh, at the City Council meeting on Monday evening, we've kind of already talked a little bit about improvements for youth with North Park, but this is an improvement um, for a little bit older generation of students, and that is your creation of a youth council. So tell us about that. Yeah, so this is something that has sort of been rolling around for a while, and I know Mayor Bettis in Batesville has one as well, but we sort of expanded ours a little bit to adapt to us. We're running a concept through a Mayor's Youth Council, which is in partnership with the Greensburg Community High School, and we are looking for individuals in each grade to be a part of the Youth Council and we currently have a mayor's club, which is for juniors and seniors or just seniors um, that are limited in number. There's probably about five or seven students in that. I was hoping to expand that a little bit in 2020. Of course, COVID shut down the schools, uh, if not physically, definitely for visitors. So we haven't been able to do that this year. But the Youth Council is a resolution that was put together by the city council last night or approved by the city council last night that expands it to anywhere from three to five students per grade selected uh, by the principal and teachers liaison or school liaison and myself to be the voice of the next generation of city of greensburg residents we want those individuals to be a part of the team and part of the discussion to help us make decisions and be informed and then also the other way to share what we're doing to better the community as a place they may want to call home I've always encouraged everybody to go out, see the world, go to school, go to trade school, go get a job somewhere else. 
and see the world, but come home and come back to Greensburg like I did. And I hope that this is an opportunity for those members that are interested in, you know, either public service or just the community to be a part of it. So we have structured it in a way that is almost like a club or a group that would be at a college level. It has a board of directors from the student body. They select those members uh, to represent them. There's a secretary who is tasked with making sure that the school announcements are up to date on what's happening in the city and what's next or information we're seeking from the student body. Uh, there's also a vice chair that would start in their sophomore year and go through their junior year. And then there's a junior through senior year that is the chair. And the chair is sort of the direct advisor. Uh, they're expected to attend our city council meetings and meet with myself and the city council president to discuss items on, the, on a monthly basis at least. And then they do that for one year from January to January. That way they sort of follow the budget cycle. And then the vice chair follows the budget cycle in their sophomore to junior year, January to January. And then what that allows the junior to do or the sophomore to do, and then when they become a junior to become the chair, it allows them to see the budget that they watched create, be created as a sophomore in action as a junior. So they get a two year exposure of in depth to our budgetary process, how we make decisions, why decisions are made and et cetera. And of course, uh, all that, all those meetings are open to the public anyway, anybody can come and learn and watch and ask questions but it is something we're hoping a member or two of the youth council will take a substantial interest in to become a better public servant and, and be a voice at the table to help make decisions for the future of the community that we hope they call home. Well, with that budgetary process, will they be given their own budget for potential projects? I don't think the youth council, that's a very good question. I've not actually thought about that. At the moment, there was no plan for a budget for a youth council. The budget that would be available to a member of the youth community and their adults by the time they become this, but we are working to create an internship program separate from the youth council uh, that I have allotted money to as a budgetary item. So as an intern who's either at least uh, finished their freshman year of college, if not their sophomore year, could uh, work on projects and have the money allotted to that. But that's separate than the youth council but it is an investment in somebody younger uh, hoping to do an impactful project in our community. And with that, well, since it isn't, it, you, you know, we've discussed it being youth, but right now it is tailored towards just being the Greensburg high school students, right? It is. Um, that was a long part of the discussion I was having internally. Of course, my whole thing is, is we are Decatur County. Uh, the county doesn't stop at the city limits and the city kind of doesn't stop at the city limits. Um, it does get a little bit more complicated when you start talking investment of dollars. But as far as we are at the moment, it is for the Greensburg school system only. And it's because that's where the mayor's club already was. And we're sort of revamping that. I stay in contact with uh, the county school counselors who are usually the contacts for these kinds of things to be available. Um, I've done career days at North Decatur and, and been a part of some conversations out there and happy to do that. But right now it is just the Greensburg Community High School. And so with that, um, currently the youth club, uh, the mayor's youth club at the high school has a staff liaison. Will that continue um, with the youth council? 
It would. Uh, the principal, Grant Peters, has uh, taken substantial interest in Mayor's Club and was a part of the founding reason for it. And as we transition that into the Mayor's Youth Council, he will continue to be a substantial piece of that. But like all student organizations out there, they have a staff uh, liaison, staff appointed member by chosen by the principal, I believe, um, that continues to be also the point of contact. So I work closely with both uh, the principal and the staff member. Well, besides following the budgetary process, and um, is there any, do you have any other goals for your future youth council? I, I really hope that they will take some buy-in in projects that we're doing, not because we tell them to take some buy-in, but because they're interested in it and that they have recommended the project. You know, I like to think that I can talk to anybody about anything, but I don't spend all day at the high school talking to high school students about what they would like to see in the community. And then we all know everybody comes up with good ideas and everybody comes up with bad ideas. So if there's somebody who is there in touch with that group that allows uh, for the open flow of communications, I hope that they'll see that their opinion uh, does matter and that we do consider it. Now we can't always do what they think we should do, but uh, that's true for everyone. It's one of those items I just hope that they see that we are listening and that we are willing to uh, jump on projects that they generate that make sense for the community and, of course, that we can afford. Well, with that, uh, starting from in January and running through December, will your first official youth council then wait till the 2022 year? We will start uh, the application process for that immediately this spring. And then the goal is to have the initial sort of group put together when they return in the fall of this year. And then um, the first kind of official term would be January. But we intend to use the fall semester to sort of revamp, get the students, bring them up to speed on where we are, and start the conversation about where they'd like to go during the fall semester. We intend to meet twice a month and between September and December, um, August usually gets away from everybody because school's starting and we understand that. Um, and then you take out fall break and Thanksgiving and, and there's not much time left. So it seems like a really long way, but a school year is pretty short. And if you're only meeting uh, twice a month, then that cuts into that even more. So I do foresee the first massively official component being January of 2022, but we are already starting the process of applications and discussions um, and launching it. Excellent. Well, parents, if you're listening today and you know your kid is civically interested, make sure they reach out to their Greensburg counselor today, tomorrow, and have them put it on their radar to look for those applications because that's an exciting opportunity for your kiddos. Great resume builder for sure. That's right. And I, I hope it's more than a resume and just a really good opportunity for them to learn more and, and find interest in it. Absolutely. Well, with that, we're kind of coming to the conclusion of this month's Mayor's Coffee with the Mayor. Anything else you'd like to add, sir? I don't think so. I appreciate everybody's uh, time. It's always good to catch up on Coffee with Kaufman, and um, it's been an interesting month. And as we advance through the warmer weather and different projects get started, looking forward to our conversation in April.